hope the um, sound is alright this morning. Uh, if it's not, our technicians are working on that. They're in the warmer room, I'm in the deep freeze this morning. So, um, <laughs> welcome, welcome. And uh, just some of the people I quickly saw uh, jumping on this morning and that. Um, so, um, I, don't, I think I saw uh, Castle, Castell, Musgrave. Um, if you're on, welcome. It's good to see you on. Um, welcome there to Freddie as well. I saw you getting on, and Daniel and Claudia. Uh, I think I saw Daniel here and Claudia. Um, welcome here as well. Um, check out the posts on, on our Facebook page. Um, you will see what I posted there. It's also a bit about. Um, Interesting, I've got some memories of, of being in Switzerland uh, a couple of years ago um, uh, that are coming up because it was around about this time. So last year we had just come back from Switzerland and God was doing amazing. He's doing amazing things and amazing relationships have been built there and uh, also some interesting things as well that I happen to see. So welcome here, uh, everyone. Um, I hope the feed is better. Um, we had a few breakthroughs, literally as well, um, and figuratively. Um, so um, uh, we actually have, um, instead of ADSL lines, we actually have fiber at the moment live. So hopefully this helps also a lot of you guys. Uh, let me know how the, 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 um, the feed is and uh, that it's working. All right, so some of the breakthroughs was when they were installing the fiber, um, we had the breakthroughs of the guy coming through the ceiling. Well, uh, he's stepping through, you know, the ceiling. So uh, um, that's above me. You can't see it at the moment. So uh, uh, <laughs> I have an open heaven above me. Uh, so welcome here again this morning. Um, I've, I've been sharing, um, and, and if you haven't got the messages from last week, please get it. Uh, the messages that I have shared. Um, I touched on the whole thing about the spiritual war where I really feel a lot of people are going through certain battles. There's certain even emotional things that people are experiencing. Now remember a lot of your emotional influence. Remember emotions are from God but they need to be under the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Otherwise what happens, we are influenced by the enemy. Okay, So spiritual warfare these principalities and powers in heavenly places and have an influence on your and my thinking when it is uh, broken, when our thoughts are broken and have not been renewed according to the word of God, we become influenced by that. So that is God's desire, as I 61 says, that um, the broken people, those who have been restored, God restores the broken to rebuild cities. So you and I are there to rebuild cities. All of us are, have been broken. And there's areas in our lives where God is restoring. And I spoke about how we need to be renewed in our thinking. When our thinking patterns are renewed, we start to behave differently and we start to walk differently. So just check that message from last uh, week I shared. Um, this morning, I just want to build a bit further. What I just felt the Holy Spirit speaking to me about um, was that there's also a lot of people busy going through things... Um, uh, in this time and where I really feel the church, um, the body of Christ really needs to go, uh, really just to build um, their trust. It's almost like um, because of this 
the spiritual battles people are going through and where we have to renew our mind. Remember, we might have heard a message from last Sunday, and I believe there's an impartation as well. But what is important is that God gives us a step in breakthrough to understand what's happening so that we can start walking in the right direction. So renew your mind in steps we take in the right direction. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is, is near, meaning that change the way you think. So it's not like take a wand and that's it. It is I have to practice daily to start agreeing with what heaven is saying and not what I might experience negatively. Um, what I really experience across on earth right now, what has been released with the whole COVID thing, is, is what I really believe, uh, uh, a thing that's been released, one of the uh, really demonic uh, spirits is the thing of anxiety and um, fear. And I, I see this manifest in different ways, whether um, I actually prefer, even though in lockdown, not to go to the shops, just because of sometimes of, you know, what I realize, you know, there's this anxiety and frustration. And um, so um, what I want to say is that um, don't fall under that. But anxiety and frustration and has a lot to do with trust or mistrust. All right. So there's a lot of things that you might be going through. Uh, it might be in relationships. It might be in friendships. It might be in business. It might be um, in your workplace. It might be regarding government. It might be regarding what scientists, doctors are saying. It might be just generally, I don't know if you realize, but there's a lot of things of mistrust. And I believe this morning God just wants to clarify something also about trust and what you and I trust in. What you and I trust in is so important because what you and I trust in determines what we're standing on. All right, so... Um, I want to encourage you, if, if you experience any negativity or any mistrust or anxiety or fear, um, God is wanting to change that because there's an influence in how we think and God wants us to daily change the way we think. Um, and this is a mistake I touched on just now. Many Christians, we make the mistake, we hear a wonderful message and we say, yes, praise God, this is from the Lord. But unless you and I start, once we receive the truth and start building with that truth we don't change until we practice that truth all right it's the same as to say yes i'm hungry to see the miraculous miracles healings but if i don't start doing it i don't actually walk in the impossibility and um, so please let's not be bench christians meaning sitting on the couch and waiting for things to happen we are the move of god you and i are the move of god god brings revival through the church through you and me it is not some spooky thing that the Holy Spirit works in you and in me and through you and through me. All right. That means while we actively are going about. That's why the message of the kingdom is go. Go therefore into all the world. Go. All right. Unless the Holy Spirit hinders you, go. So only when you go do you see things happen. That's why we walk by faith and not by sight. So faith is activated when we actually move. You do realize that. So when you and I sit and we procrastinate and we think about this and we think we are actually not moving by faith. We're moving by what we can perceive or secure, we feel secure in. And a lot of Christians live securely in what they can understand. Alright, so um, I would feel secure because and comfortable to, to speak with someone on the street um, because someone else is with me that knows the things of the Lord or, uh, or, or 
the, the more confidence you and I have in God, the more boldness we have, actually. It's not about more information. It's more trust in what God says. So, um, this morning, I want you just to turn with me to uh, Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs chapter 3. Um, I'm going to read some scriptures, about five scriptures, um, basically in Proverbs chapter 3. So if you can turn with me there. But I want to just share with you um, what um, was written here by Solomon um, and uh, in the book of Proverbs. And uh, just to encourage you, because I, I really feel we need to, um, there's a few steps God wants to, some truths He wants to open up for us this morning. And the first main thing I actually want to speak about, there's some other points I want to touch on, but I want to just step into the first part, and that is about trust, okay? So, uh, uh, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 to verse 12, verse 5 to verse 12, Proverbs 3, it says here in verse 5, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Okay, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. Honor the Lord with your possessions. And with the first fruits of all your increase. So your barns will be filled with plenty. And your vats will overflow with new wine. My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord. Nor detest his correction. For whom the Lord loves, he corrects. Just as a father, the son in whom he delights. Okay. And we can read on. I just want to touch on some of those verses. And just build a bit with some things in these, some truths, because all, each one here affects where the church is. Even each verse actually affects what God wants to do in the church right now and He's busy with. And just to encourage us. So, um, this first verse here, um, when, when He says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Okay? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Remember this, your heart is bigger than your head. Alright, so um, remember, so now on the one side, I spoke last week on the mind. The mind is, um, is, is not insignificant. The mind's important. Our minds, to be renewed in our minds, are important. Um, and, uh, but many times we have small-minded people um, which, which put the mind first. So I've seen this many times with very intellectual people. Um, and uh, where it's almost like sometimes people uh, are they put their mind first instead of what God's saying to them in the spirit man. So remember, we need to be renewed in our mind, but do not lean on your own understanding, but the understanding of God. So intelligence and brains and gray matter, God's given to us. I know a lot of us don't use it much, but for those who do, let's not be small-minded uh, people, all right? So... Uh, the thing is this, if, if, if I can explain um, everything God is doing in my life, okay, if I can explain everything God is doing in my life, then what I actually have done is I've actually re reduced God to my size. 
Okay, so if I if can explain, this is what God's doing. This then I've actually reduced God to my size, and He fits in the box of how I understand God. And I have done that before. And when we do that, we actually don't see God working in other areas because we put God. Uh, this is how God works. Okay, so um, that is why I say um, when you serve the Lord of God, and uh, when you serve the Lord God. Um, you and I almost always must remain a student. Student. So the older I get, it's almost the less I actually know. Always remain teachable. Okay, that's important. Um, so it's important that uh, a part of my life are, are are buried in things that I don't always understand. That are, things are, are buried in mystery, and there is mystery in the Word of God. You know, uh, and I'll touch on one or two things here now. But you know, it's like you know, I, I pray for people and that, and they get healed. Whether it's from cancer, whether it's from different sicknesses, then you are uh, these people we pray for and uh, uh, they die. You know, what's God's will? God's will is to heal. Uh, there's no way in the Word of God that He doesn't want to heal people. Do you understand? So there's sometimes mystery and then this tension of understanding and not understanding in my, in my head. Alright, so uh, that we must understand. So things I did not understand maybe five years ago, now I understand. I mean, it's stuff that, you know, um, that, that I couldn't understand. I, I couldn't understand. It's almost like God opens up things and now I understand what He's actually doing. So, um, the thing is, in the kingdom, I must have some things that I can't explain in my life so that I actually have a reason to trust God. So, there's certain things I don't understand, but I actually have reason now to trust God. Because remember, if I understand everything and how God does stuff, why must I trust God? Are you with me? So, um, there are things <clears throat> in areas of my life I, I trust God in, and but I don't always understand it. It's like someone who is by facts uh, have cancer and actually must die, but by truth, which is higher than facts, um, they are healed. You it's just, I don't always understand the things in that. So, um, you know, um, if I understand everything, then, then, then I don't need to trust. Okay, so this morning also I'm speaking about trusting God. So, there, there has to be sometimes things that are unexplainable. That's the mystery in the gospel. Okay. So, if we have a look in the book of Acts, in the book of Acts, um, Acts chapter 2, you don't have to turn there in that, but basically, um, it speaks about when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you'll be baptized all right, in the Holy Spirit, and you'll be baptized for power. Now, power um, many times has, has two purposes, uh, uh, that the power of the Spirit of God has many times two purposes. And one of, one of the, 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 the aspects of the power of, of the Holy Spirit is for miracles, is for healing, um, etc. That, that is one of the reasons for the baptism of the Holy Spirit and for power. And you shall receive power from on high. To, to continue the work that Jesus continued, okay? So that's why miracles didn't stop in the Bible. We get empowered by the Holy Spirit to continue what Jesus started uh, and demonstrated to us. All right, so um, the other thing, so the one is for miracles and power, the, the, the whole Holy Spirit power that we received in Acts 2. The other thing that, that was also received for you as well as from the early church was uh, the power for endurance, the power for endurance. And I want to say this again. What I'm seeing right now in the body of Christ, I want to tell you something. That yes, we were limited a lot with 
seeing people and things like this. But remember, baptism of power is for miracles and healings. And I say, look for those opportunities there. there. But I also want to say the other side of it is for endurance. If you look at the early church and we see the endurance they had to have. So endurance is not necessary if you've got the answers right away. So I, I, I want to say to you, some of you are sitting out there and you don't have answers for certain things right now. Well, that is where the Holy Spirit also empowers us for endurance to sustain us with times we don't understand. It's like, okay, what now? What this? What this? Um, like uh, even this morning, let me just sidetrack here. This morning, the thing that I experienced and that, again, I've been experiencing the last few days is that um, some of you might feel, you don't know if you're up or down, if you're standing upside down, lying down, whatever, in the sense that um, many times when we're not sure of what's happening and, and, and it's many times different changes in a season that we're in. Alright, so if you're not sure, you know, I'm not sure about this, I'm not sure about what now, I'm not sure about the future, I'm not sure about this. That is when you step into something new, it's a new season, there's a new thing opens. And, and let me tell you, the seasons of God can differ. They can honestly, don't work it with at least three months or a month or a year or five years. It really, it's up to God. So sometimes when you experience, I don't know exactly what's happening, that is many times when we actually transitioning into something different and something new what God is teaching us so don't become discouraged or wonder what because when when we do go through things like that we make wrong decisions because we base it on our understanding of the past so when we step into something new it is not understanding of the past it is understanding of leaning not on our understanding but what God is saying and what he's doing in the season all right so don't become anxious don't fear, because that's what a lot of people are in. They're fearing, they're anxious because they don't know about what now with work, with business, with, with, with um, you know, uh, income, with whatever. It's like, okay, what now? What if, what? You know what? Don't try to figure it out. I promise you one thing. God is a good, good father. He takes care of his children. All right? Please, God takes care of you and me. How it works out is many times not according to the script that we're writing, but according to the script that God is writing. You and I have just been called to co-labor with Him. And I promise you, if God could take care of, of, of so many people, uh, these Jews in the desert, each day, how much more He can do for you and me? And we stand in a better covenant through Jesus Christ. Okay? So, <clears throat> that was just sidetracked. We're in a new season of things, and we don't always understand what now, what if, what's the next steps. I said, just... Just trust in the Lord. Don't lean on your own understanding. So um, endurance, as I said, one of the things of the baptism of the Holy Spirit is also endurance is necessary if you don't get the answers you want right away. Okay, so uh, endurance uh, is, it did not happen the way I thought or, uh, uh, um, or the appearance of the delayed answer. So it's like you might experience, but... These things didn't happen the way that, that I wanted it to happen. And, and it, it appears different, whatever. This is, this is part of the things that God wants us uh, to experience. This baptism of power that, that, want, that enables you and me to bring uh, a miracle. So there's one baptism of the Spirit where there's, there's you and I uh, work miracles and healings into one situation. And when it does not happen, guess what? It gives us endurance until it comes, okay, so these things like, you know, oh Lord, I'm trusting you for this, you were faithful with this in the past, now I don't see it happening, 
That's the endurance that some of us are busy going through right now. To trust God that He's going to answer that thing or He's going to work it out for us. Okay? So don't put God in the box. Well, it worked out this way. I'm telling you, I, I spoke on this last week as well about our thinking patterns. Well, you know, now I gave finances and Lord, just as I walked out the, 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 the you know, from, from you know, the church building or I paid finances in for a certain thing and, and, and suddenly there was provision. And the next time I do it, there's not. Don't put God in a box of how it must happen. Alright? So sometimes when we go through things and this is the endurance we go through and we don't always understand it, but breakthroughs do come. So just hold on into that. So when the Word of God says here in Proverbs 3 verse 5, it says, Trust in the Lord uh, with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. That's important. That word lean, alright? Um, is the same as if I put my arm on this table here and lean, not on your own understanding. Alright? Lean is, is that what supports you. Alright? That's what the word there, lean not on your own understanding. That what supports you. Lean not. Lean not what supports you on your own understanding. That's what it's saying there. Lean, lean. That what supports you. Okay, so make sure what is supporting you. Is it fear? Is it is it your bank balance? Is it uh, uh, um, what's available to you by credit? Is it whatever? You understand? Don't lean on that what supports you. Lean on God. Lean on what God is saying. All right. So what He's saying is, don't let what you understand support you. All right. This is so often. I'm telling you. I, I've seen this. That's why Jesus says. You need to become like a little child. I promise you, little kids don't always understand when enough ice cream is enough ice cream. Only when they get brain freeze. Alright? So, this is the thing is that some of us try to want to work it out the next 20 years. The next this. Alright? So, do not lean on what you understand. And, and this is the thing where many Christians, and I say again, many times the more we are thinking about stuff, the more things we try to lean on our own understanding to figure it out. My goodness, you know, our Father's in this with us. We labor with Him. We co-labor with Him. So some of us seem to forget. And it's almost like, okay, everything is left up to us. It's not. He's with us. He'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. All right? And I, I just feel people need to be encouraged this morning even regarding this. So um, don't lean on your understanding. Don't lean on what, what, what supports your understanding. Okay? So this is not um, this is not about anti-understanding. I'm not trying to do that. So as your understanding increases, so does mystery in your life. That's what I said earlier on. As my understanding of God increases about how He works and what it's almost like, also so does the mystery in my life because it's like I realize, wow, God is so big. I mean, I had God almost worked out like as late I realized, but He's bigger than what I think. He's bigger than what he did yesterday. Alright, so um, I, I really feel God is just bringing the church into such an intimate place. Guys, I want to tell you this. This is part of the prophetic word about the five wise virgins. Is that there's something where we go and buy in a secret place. It's not based on everything we understand. I'm telling you now, I don't know how people are doing it out there. I don't know how... Even people in the body of Christ are doing it without being drawn into the secret place. This is a time where there's so many things happening, so many sh things shaking that people are being drawn into the secret place. 
Because we're not getting understanding from what everyone's telling us. We're not getting understanding from the economy. We're not getting understanding from the politicians. Do not lean on your own understanding. Do not be supported by what you understand. If, if we, guys, if, if economically we, are, we trust in everything we understand, what happens when economically things get shaken? Well, what you understand doesn't work anymore. Then this is why God is busy raising up kingdom-minded people in business and finances and, and, and even the medical field, even education. I mean, and you understand, the whole world works on knowledge. But there's a knowledge of the tree of life, of good and evil, and there's uh, the, the tree of, of life. There's these two trees, and we make choices every day, and, and sometimes it's based on fear. And not on truth. Okay. So. Um, as I was saying. Do not. You know. There's more mystery. The more I walk with the Lord. There's things that I don't always understand. Because I have to lean on Him. Not on what I just understand. Okay. So make sure you stay exposed. Make sure you stay exposed to the to need. Alright. In such a way. That it will become normal not to lean on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge Him. Meaning what? If I realize, Lord, I have a need. I have a need to press into you because I, you are the answer. Some of us don't realize the need. So the more need I, I have is actually an invitation for me to draw near to God. Some of us, because of our need, we draw away from God to fear, to wrong habits, to wrong things. You know, um, I want to tell you. Sometimes we have the. Um, I've seen it over the years, uh, and I say I'm, I'm, I honestly am one for the council, uh, uh, council of people. But make sure you, who counsels you, because the council, there's a council of the wise and the unwise. And there's the counsel of those that are walking on a journey with you. And that's so important to have the spiritual family. Because people know where you've come from. People also know where you're at. And are able to assist you in, the, in taking you ahead. So that's important. Um, also that, that counsel and stuff. Okay. Um, so my insight and revelation cannot be uh, the source of my strength okay my insight and revelation cannot be the source of my strength i need to acknowledge god in all my all my ways i can be brilliant in in certain area of, of profession but i'm you know that joseph was like it but there was a supernatural wisdom and understanding which he got from god despite the economic turmoil that came around about in egypt which god showed him was going to happen do you understand? Do not lean, lean. Do not trust in your own understanding. Trust in the Lord, your God. Amen? So that's, that's one part there I just want to encourage you with. The next thing he says here, he says, In all your ways acknowledge Him. In all your ways acknowledge Him. Verse 6, Proverbs 3 verse 6. Now that word, interestingly, the word acknowledge in all your ways acknowledge Him. The word acknowledge is actually the word in Hebrew called yada. And this word basically um, is the same word that says, And Adam 
knew Eve and she conceived. Alright? And Adam, the word, knew Eve and she conceived. There was that place of intimacy that Adam and Eve had that she conceived. So the word that, that is in, in, in verse 5 there, in all your ways acknowledge Him. It is a place of intimacy with God that makes you fruitful to understand things. Are you with me? Alright, so that word new is not uh, book knowledge, okay? Um, it is interaction with God. It is not book knowledge. And Adam knew Eve, that word of all, in all your ways acknowledge Him. The word new, acknowledge, it is a place of intimacy. It is not about book knowledge, okay? Um, it is basically in this encounter you and I are called to have daily with God. There's an exchange that takes place, right? There's an exchange that takes place. So um, because of intimacy, there's an exchange, not because there isn't. So a lot of Christians are, are having the wisdom of the world, but not... The intimacy in the secret place. The, the intimacy in the secret place is the wisdom of God that He gives to you and me. That's the, and that, that's how we see how um, things were turned around, even like with people like, like Joseph, uh, with so many people in the Bible and that, where they, they got the answers in that place of intimacy, not on their understanding. If they looked at the natural, it seemed impossible. And that is why you and I are called to live in the place of impossibility because it takes faith, not in circumstances, not in what we understand, but faith in God that causes us to walk into the impossible places. Amen? Alright? So, the world is looking for answers. They turn into politicians. They turn into the businessmen and women. I want to tell you, you are the answer. You're the answer. Alright? You know, it's just like where, where Jesus said to the disciples, you know, they're fishing the whole night. And he tells his disciples, he says, No, well, cast your net, Peter, cast your net on the other side of the boat. Well, if those, if you've seen that movie, The Chosen, you would also see they, they really did not want to do it. But there's something that's, that's just opposite of what the understanding of this world gives us, all right? And um, according to the understanding of this world, no one actually has answers yet. And I say, God is calling us into this place of intimacy. Alright, so he knew not, okay, he knew, is not the book of knowledge, it is interaction with God, okay. And um, with the word here, when it says acknowledge the Lord, okay, acknowledge is not just recognizing someone, Acknowledge is not just recognizing someone, it actually means encountering someone. So I acknowledge someone is not just, oh, you're there. It means I encounter. There's this place of intimacy. So it's encounter uh, 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 God and, and knowing in all these ways. Okay? So here is an invitation to you and me to know God in, in, in all our situations. So, um, for instance, you might be... Uh, uh, as, a, as, as a teacher, uh, you know him as what? You know Jesus as what? The educator. Um, as, as you maybe have a medical skill, you may be in a pharmacist or doctor or something like that, maybe a nurse, you're in the medical skills that you have. You come to know him as the 
the great uh, 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 doctor, or maybe you have skills in, in music, um, and you know him as the great musician. It is important that that um, it is your in your profession, but also day to day, that you recognize him. This is important that we have to recognize him day to day. All right, so um, don't just lean on what you're educated on. Don't just lean on your gifts. We have to recognize he is that source. All right, we encounter him. We encounter him. If he's the source, he knows more than what we have. Okay, so um, we're asking God to encounter us uh, uh, in in our in our own ways of life. Okay, that means we are we are co-laboring with him daily with what he wants to do. There's this partnership to the degree that you and I want that we can actually have with God. It's like someone farming. If you're a farmer or if you know people who farm, there's sometimes things God's going to say to do. I mean, there's people we knew. Uh, that, that we knew and that many years ago there was a drought here in, in our region this was in the 80s and uh, the Lord said to this guy I remember him um, you must plant uh, wheat now, plant wheat this was in time of a drought and um, you know it's, it's like it doesn't make sense and there, was, there has to be certain moisture to plant he planted in the ground and what happened was there was a um, uh, uh, the, the farms completely around him. Um, it lost everything. It was nothing. Because the farmers said, why are you planting? Without any rain. I actually saw the grain. The, the sheaves of grain. Um, he had a record harvest. Where no rain fell on that ground. And he had no irrigation. Alright. And it actually still used to. These sheaves of, of, of wheat. Um, was actually put in, framed. Like I remember one used to be in the one church. That we were in. And uh, just on what God can do. So it sounds crazy, but we co-laborers, we partner with Him. Okay. So He will direct our paths. Direct is to make crooked places straight and rough places smooth. Okay. Some of you might be going through rough places now. God wants to make it smooth. He will direct us. All right. So God is saying He will take the tough places and make it smooth and straight. Okay. So we get to involve the perfect Father in our lives. And God's going to lead us in this. God wants to be involved in the detail of our lives. How are we going to work this out, Lord? Well, you're going to make it this crooked road. You're going to make it straight. That is the word direct, what it means, okay? So, um, in verse 7, Proverbs 3, verse 7, it says, yeah, Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. All right? Now, the thing about this, there's, there's two kinds of fear found in the Bible. And uh, there is the fear that, that drives us to Him. Alright? There's a fear that drives us. The Word of God says there's no fear in love. But understand, there's a fear that drives us to Him. It is not in the wrong context what this speaks about. So, for instance, um, you know, uh, this only happened to me. I don't know if some of you... We're disciplined like that. But, um, you know, when, when I was given a, a hiding with a belt or with a or whatever came from my father because I was disciplined. Um, and we don't like discipline, but it's necessary. And uh, when after as a kid, I got a hiding. I even saw with my daughter. I mean, I can't remember what, you know, what age we stopped. We actually used to give her the spoon with Mr. Deeds and she got a hiding with Mr. Deeds. 
and, and she was small and, and I thank God she really just uh, we didn't have to do it much and uh, but I remember when we gave her hiding you know we took her to the bathroom gave her hiding we told her why and what and we didn't punish her we disciplined her because punishment and discipline is two different things and we disciplined her and uh, she would come and otherwise come sit in my lap afterwards and uh, you know it's this thing of that's the thing of the fear that I'm speaking of it's a discipline that brings you to a place closer with the father that's the discipline the Bible's speaking about here okay so the fear of God causes you to turn from evil to the Lord okay this is a discipline it, it causes you to turn from evil turning to the Lord so one person for example um, can get a miracle the other person can be praying and standing on God's promises and get healed later. Now, this is the fear of the Lord, is that there's a certain time. I've seen people instantly get healed or, or, or a miracle happens. And there's sometimes, some of you, it's, it happens with me as well, where, uh, you know, things just take a long time and then the breakthrough happens. Who's seen that? It's like, whether it's financially, it's like there's a time where, honestly... You know, God says, give his finances, yeah, you will do that. And the next minute, um, there's provision, boom, just like that. There's other times we do it, and guess what? Years later, we see that seed come to the full. We see the breakthrough happen, right? So this is this type of thing. There's this, this process that we go through in that. So, um, so what is God's will? You know, the miracle now, or do you have to contend and see a miracle happen? Well, both is God's work. That's why I say, don't lean on your own understanding. Lean on the understanding of what God is saying. So, the difference is that when we have an instant miracle, okay, um, it is a glorious opening uh, of, a, of a world that we cannot see. So, there's a miracle that happens, and then suddenly, amazingly, there's something that's opening the spirit. This person's life gets touched. And, and, um, and the difference now is that, you know, one person goes through a process and, um, and you're automatically brought into a relationship, this relationship where, where they're able to actually sustain the miracle. So it's like some person gets a miracle, boom, like this. And then there's some people that are actually are contending because of what they're busy going through. They get the miracle, but what did they actually also receive? They received this place of intimacy and relationship. Are you with me? I mean, you know, it's like um, one of the testimonies we had earlier this year. Some of you guys know the one guy who was diagnosed with cancer and uh, um, follicular cancer. And they, they, they were, and they said, please pray and whatever. And we were praying. But also what they went through was this thing of um, contending but pressing in. But they got the miracle and complete healing. But I can see in their lives is that there's a place of intimacy that they're at another level at in intimacy with God. Are you with me? So divine health becomes part of our life okay divine health that's verse 8 here divine health becomes part of our life that's it it will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones okay so we spoke about fear 
and then we went to the thing of health, um, you know, where we contend to see things happen, and then there's this health that comes, um, and, uh, you know, whatever, when we're trusting on God in that, there's immediate response, and then sometimes it's later a response that takes place, but in it, we come to a place of intimacy with God, okay, because of the impact of the Word of God in our lives. So, verse 9, it says here, um, Honor the Lord with, uh, with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. Honor the Lord with your possessions and the first fruits of all, uh, um, right, of, uh, of all your increase. So, this is a way that, um, this is the way that we handle possessions that God gives us, okay? Um, you know, sometimes we want to try and figure this out. And, and especially as a church, I see all over at the moment, there's a thing of how am I handling finances? And it's like, you know, the more when I, when I go through uh, situations like what's happening in the world, you want to hold on to stuff. Alright, so I, I'm using my understanding based on my information and my bad and good experiences. So do not lean on your own understanding. Don't lean on lean on what lean on what God's saying. So yeah, God is actually still building on the whole thing on this about trusting the Lord your God. Okay. So um, firstly, God wants us to manage our resources well. Okay. When He says first fruits, first fruits is about giving. Okay. First fruits is a practical way to say that I actually put God first. That's what first fruits is. I put God first. Um, so what I do is just practically, I mean, when it comes to finances, um, um, whatever finances come in, um, you know, I take, uh, I take the gross amount, whatever, and I will tithe on it. Okay. I, that's the first thing I work on. I don't work on pay this bill, pay this bill, pay for, for, for this, pay for that. I take and I, and I give that first fruits, I, I tithe on that. People say, do I give gross or net, whatever. I say, well, how, does, how do you want God to bless you? Simple as that. You, have, you sort that out of the Lord. But first fruits is about giving. First fruits is a practical way to say, I put God first, okay? So the first fruits determines, the first fruits determines the rest of the harvest. Alright? So the essence of this passage is that I, I want to involve the one God, I want to involve Him with my resources. That's the essence of what this verse in is, what we just referred to there um, in verse uh, 9. Honoring God with my possessions. So, putting Him first, um, basically, God then answers with a promise. Putting Him first, God answers with a promises. And He says, your bonds will be filled with plenty. And your vats will overflow with new wine. Alright? So again, I, I want to tell you, there's some of us saying, Lord, I'm just trusting you for this and this. I want to tell you, you might think, but Lord, did I not give? I, I'm going to tell you, don't put God in a box. You will see that harvest come up. And that's what I'm saying. We make a mistake, but Lord, I saw it happen there. I gave and immediately, I will, you know, someone I, I generated finances, someone gave me finance, whatever. Don't work on your understanding. You know, sometimes this prolonged thing is actually drawing you into a closer intimacy with taking hold of God. Alright? He's not there to punish you. He's a perfect father. You've got to believe me. Alright? So, um, 
Can I say something and this might shock you? I believe in prosperity, but um, our approach, what, what we see in the Word of God is God prospers you for purpose. Okay? There's purpose you and I have in our lives, and that is to see His kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven, and we live it out in different ways, um, through different occupations, but we're all called full-time to the ministry, okay, all of us. Um, there's no such thing as laity and clergy. Um, that is not from the Bible. We're all called, okay. So, um, I want to say it is extremely selfish to not want more. Alright? It's extremely selfish to not want more. You see, if you understand purpose, you'll understand more. Alright, are you with me? God prospers you for purpose. You and I become the pocket of what God wants to do on this earth. Alright, so um, how many uh, know we can help in the present situation right now. Now, I actually wanted to still thank everyone as well. Thank you for those that, that are, are, are giving and financing this time. Um, I think at the end of this all, we'll also let you know. I mean, there's, 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 we are being able to supply uh, finances to people, thousands of rands. We've been able to give food, uh, uh, food parcels, whether it's maize, whether it's meat, whether it's, you know, there's things that we've been able to give and there's more. There's clothing that's coming. We have things favor that even concerning with us. So I want to thank you. Thank you for those also that are giving in this time. But this is this point here. I, I don't know if you realize this. God prospers you for purpose. All right. And so some of you might be in the one side where, you know, I really need in this time. Well, that's that prolonged thing of trusting in God, that God is faithful. I don't understand it. I honestly always don't understand it. But His heart is what I do understand more and more. And I, and that's what draws me in in this time, not to lean on my own understanding, not to try and work it out myself. There's others that are actually prospering in this time. Have a look. There's some of you that you see the blessing of God. You know, things have just worked out and you're prospering in this time. And I mean, I'm hearing of this. I'm speaking with other church leaders. Some of the guys I had a chat to, I think, in this week, and they said, we had a, like, you know, we one farmer phones, and they said, they, they, they've been, they, how much, you know, uh, what's your bank details, and that we want to contribute, whatever. There's other people, they, they tell me, you know, um, you know, someone just gave 200,000 now to the church. So this, what am I saying? In the, in, the, in the lap, there's an abundance, because God is the source thereof, all right? Don't let your perspective of fear of the past or what you might be in determine the goodness of God. Because if you do that, you shut down that what God would want to do in your life, okay? So God is saying to you, uh, you've got to pour abundance on me in order that I can do what is in my heart. This is what Psalm 119 actually says. Psalm 119 is a verse says, this is David. He says, deal with your servant bountifully that I might live and keep your word. He's, you know, he says, God, I, 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 you've got to pour out this abundance in me because that what is in my heart, your word, what you said to me, I need to fulfill. Do you understand? There's a purpose involved in abundance. Some of us live with this poverty mentality and God wants to bless us and He wants to put things into our hands because of purpose. Alright? So, um, 
you know, uh, so God has positioned us for increase to break the cycle of poverty. There's poverty that God wants to break in many people's lives. And let me tell you something. Because you might not have a lot of finances, doesn't mean to say you have a poverty mindset. I know, personally, many millionaires that are living in poverty. Poverty is a spirit. It is not what is in your bank balance. It is what you believe. Alright? You see, there's, there's, I've seen this, that there's, there's many times people, Christians and non-Christians, I'm speaking about now. There's, there's people that know how to give finances. Uh, uh, if, if, if a wealthy person, you know, I've seen, they give out of abundance of their finances. But many wealthy people don't know how to give out of sacrifice. There's poor people that know how to give out of sacrifice, but they don't know how to give out of abundance. Alright? So that, even with, with, with where Jesus, you know, where he saw that the woman just giving one or two and that coins and that there, she gave what she had. And, and he refers to this because she gave out of sacrifice. Okay? A lot of us want to give all that. This is the overflow, the abundance. And I want to tell you something. Um, you know, most of our our walk in that with, with the Lord and that as a family, um, we've given out of sacrifice. Or what we do would be out of sacrifice. Alright? So don't be fooled about how much money you have in your accounts. Or what possessions you have. How, out of what do you give? Out of abundance or out of sacrifice? And you will know the difference. Alright? But God wants to be involved in this. Okay? So God wants us to break the cycle of poverty. doesn't matter how much is in your bank account. It's what you believe. What spirit influences you? Spirit of poverty or spirit of generosity? It's a big difference. Okay? So, become the person to steward into that need. God has made you and me to become stewards. Guys, we are, we are busy preparing a way for the next generation and the generations to come. For kingdom advancement. Some of us are building up treasures here instead of, 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 of being conduits for what God would want to do on this earth. Alright? So, God wants to bless you. I say again, it's, it's foolish to, it's, and it's selfish not to want more. If, if, you don't, if you realize there's more you want is because of the purpose God wants to do. Do you understand what I'm saying? Alright, good. So, this is what this verse says here. Okay, so, um, Proverbs 11 and 12. 11 and 12. Alright, so, sorry, that verse 10 of Proverbs, I said, he makes a promise, he says, so your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. All right? And I want to say to you, I just want to say I'm thankful for people, even in the house of Breakthrough City Church, where I know there's people out of, that give out of sacrifice. I know that for a fact. I know there's people that give out of abundance. There. But I also know that God promises there will be overflow. There will be overflow for you. All right? So don't be fearing when God wants to enlarge things and you only hold on to what you have. Because that's also a fear factor will let you hold on to what you can control. And yet God says, listen man, I want to increase what you have. Because I want you to be a good steward. Remember, it doesn't help what you have. Just, well, let me keep this and let me hold it like this. Let me hold it. God says, I want to make you a steward. And a steward is someone that is entrusted to multiply what they have. Are you with me? So don't become, I set in my mind this goal, I want this and I want, no, 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 no. God says, listen, you can't set a standard for what I want to do through your life. 
Yeah, but my father was this, my mother was this. I said, God will take anyone who's a nobody and make you a somebody. And he will give you the power to create wealth so that you become a resourcer and someone who creates impact for kingdom advancement. Can I hear amen? All right. All right. Amen. I hear that. Amen. All right. So Proverbs chapter 3, verse 11 and 12, it says here, uh, My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor in detest his correction. For whom the Lord loves, he corrects, just as a father, the, the son in whom he delights. Okay? So correction, I've touched on this before, but correction is cutting off things that are unnecessary. Unnecessary, unnecessary parts. Basically, that's what correction is. Um, it's like, uh, who is it? Um, who, who, who carved the Michelangelo? Michelangelo, I think it was him, who carved the, the, the statue of David and that. And they actually asked him, how did you know where, what to start? And all he said is, he said, um, well, I just cut off that, that what shouldn't be there. Alright? So, you know, the thing about correction is cutting off things that shouldn't be there. God never, there's no such thing as biblical humiliation. There's no such thing that God wants to humiliate you to correct you. I've seen this even in the church happen. Where people have been humiliated um, out of, and it's actually out of religion that it was done. They're humiliated to bring correction. And I say, please, God doesn't do it like that. I wouldn't do that with my child. Alright, so there's a right way of correction, of doing correction. So, it is not to prove that, that I'm right and you're wrong or anything, but uh, one of the ways a father shows his love is uh, to his kids is by correction, okay? So, if you don't love your children, the Bible says you don't correct them. And I see this more and more, you know, people aren't correcting their kids. Then you don't love your child. You don't correct your people uh, that, that God... In, in, uh, um, uh, to, puts in front of you to, to lead, to shepherd, whatever, then you're not loving people. So, um, you know the scripture in John 15, it's also one of the main scriptures God worked with me when I got saved, and also one of the last scriptures that, about abiding in the vine, and the vine abiding in, uh, in you, so abiding in Christ, in Christ in you, it's his relationship, he's the source of life. But it says in John 15, it speaks about the vine and the branches, and that a branch uh, a branch that is not bearing fruit is removed, okay? And Jesus turns, and when he's speaking about this in John 15, he actually says he turns to his disciples, and he says to his disciples, but you are clean already because of the word that I've, I've spoken to you. So the word uh, uh, clean, when he turned to his disciples, he said, but you, you're already clean by the words I've spoken to you. The word clean is the same word pruned. It's the same meaning, okay? So the word clean is the same word as prune. The words of God, even sometimes, that's why you don't have to always spank your children, but many times speak truth in love, not just truth, but speak in love. Those are the words that prune, okay? And uh, that's the word clean as well, okay? So expose yourself to the hard passages of Scripture. Now there's some Scriptures which blow my mind because some people have got confused about them, and uh, the whole reason about this journey with, with on earth is actually also to know God and to reveal God. To know God and to reveal Him. And uh, there's, there's hard scriptures that sometimes God has to speak to us. For instance, unless you forsake everything, you cannot follow me. This is scriptures that God gave me when I got saved. 
unless you forsake everything, you cannot follow me. So these are things that God, uh, you know, Lord, I don't understand it. The, the word of Jesus says, then he says, unless you hate your mother and your father, you cannot follow me. Come on, guys. What does it mean? Well, the next thing that he says, he says, honor your mother, honor your father. Do you understand? There's sometimes scriptures uh, that, that are revealed in the word of God that, that God actually wants to reveal what is in us. Okay. He offends our mind to reveal what's in our heart. So don't just take a scripture and ah, 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 the scripture says this, God, the Lord said it, you know, hate your mother, hate your father. No, no, no. You've got to see in the context of what God is saying in scripture. All right. Because he says, honor your mother, honor your, honor your father. But these hard scriptures are scriptures that actually cut to the heart. We realize, oh, Lord, work in my heart, work in my heart. Okay. This is part of the discipline. I'm still on you and you can see, uh, the white top I have on. We have load shedding. And thank you Jesus. <laughs> right. Um, hopefully we are on Dart at the moment. And uh, we, I'm going to land here right now. Thank you Eskom. We pray for you. For revival in Jesus name. Alright so. Um, what Jesus is saying. It is difficult to understand. Uh, uh, many times. What When Jesus says certain things. Sometimes some of these things are difficult. And if your devotion is more to your family um, instead of God, this is the thing. Some of us are more devoted to our family. I've spoken to different businessmen and women. And they say to me, the most important thing, Charlie, is not necessarily always our business. It's our families. Therefore, we take time away because we're so busy with our work. We, we, we spend more, rather more time with our families and our children. Now I hear that, but I have a problem with that because there's certain things that 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 we do is that um, when we put our family more important than God. And now there's this thing that people say, um, you know, your relationship with God comes first, your relationship with your husband or uh, wife comes second, then your relationship with your children, your your church, your whatever. And I say nonsense. That's not true. You put God, where He puts His finger on to give priority, that's where you give priority. Alright, so don't pull the box, because that's then the box that you're trying to contain God in. And when God says, I want you to focus on that person or this thing now, then you do it. I want you to focus on your family now, you do it. Alright, so God gives these hard scriptures like I just shared with you. So, Jesus puts the painful things here. Why? They cut because the need to be they need to be removed okay so what it does what does it look like when god is really first that's the question what does it look like when god is really first um he who gains his life will lose it he who loses his life will find it i need this pruning in my life okay um why because it's all about jesus all right so i, I want to just encourage you go go through this message and that and even as our lights have gone the light of the word is still burning this morning so um do not lean on your own understanding okay no matter where you are right now trust in the lord uh, your god with all your heart with all your mind you've got to this we call into this relationship this intimacy all right so with this lighting cutting off um i also just want to say and bless you right now that that you would just pursue what god has for you guys let's lean on on what god says not in our fears, but in His love. In Jesus' name, Amen.